0: fellow travelers and welcome to the unbroken ground uh we are in episode 50 we are 50 51 52 that's right three episodes away from a a year's worth of episodes once a week every sunday Uh, Plus some bonus episodes that I don't even count So you guys get to listen to me hang out with my friends, interview some people Um, Just, uh, yeah, but that is a total bonus for you guys So how exciting is that? We've already done those and hopefully do some more But uh, this is 50 of the 52 that I set out to do Um, Last week we started with the Advent theme uh, of um, hope Uh, This week is going to be peace and we're going to take another story that is not necessarily a Christmas story, but we're going to talk about the idea behind peace and what that means. And yeah, gonna gonna just take off with that. So excited about that! Uh, also, wanted to mention if you like these podcasts, uh, I'm also running a companion series, not really based off each other. Um, so if you don't. Don't listen to the podcast or don't read the, the blog. But if you go to patheos.com, you can look me up as at the at, the, um, at unbroken ground. Um, and I've been writing, uh, just put out my peace um, blog on patheos.com forward slash unbroken ground. And uh, you can find it also on the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the unbroken ground. Um, But it's got some uh, Advent themes in it and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, check that out as well. Um, Again, last week was uh, Peace, the Advent of, uh, no, sorry, it was Hope. Uh, This week is Peace. Um, 51 will be um, Joy, and we'll finish off 52 with Love. And we'll probably do a, a recap at the end of the year. But but uh, that'll be a bonus. Uh, again, uh, something around the Christmas holidays to think about. Um, hope, hope that your holidays are going well. And I hope that uh, you've spent some time getting to consider the Advent season. Uh, so, yeah, that was one of the longest introductions I've done. But I'm uh, excited about that. And uh, let's jump into episode 50. Peace. So yeah, if you um, listened last week, you would know that uh, it's my goal to talk about the, uh, the season of Advent uh, for the last four episodes of the podcast this year. i um, excited about that. Advent is um, just the anticipation of uh, the, the Christ child arriving and different traditions have different things that they do uh, across the, the spectrum. And uh, there's some Christian traditions that don't really pay much attention to that. Uh, it, it can be very uh, Catholic or um, um, Ang- Anglican uh, as well. Uh, but in the Baptist, when growing up in Baptist life, we would do that. Um, you know. We would have, and generally we would we generally celebrate with, if nothing else, we would celebrate with uh, the lighting of the different colored candles and the Advent wreath. Um, so, I mean, growing up in most of the churches that I went to, uh, we did have a celebration of Advent and uh, and not very Catholic of us. but um, And so you generally what you'd have is, yeah, four Sundays where you would talk about, um, you would have a scripture reading and a prayer and you would light a candle. And whether the sermon was related to it or not. Um, it was just another part of Advent. Um, somehow that snuck into Baptist life. Not really sure how that, that did. Uh, maybe that would be an interesting thing to look into, um, uh, sometime in the future about how Advent found its way from the very, uh, not Protestant, um, uh, Catholics to the Protestant, um, Baptist, but. Until such a time, um, we'll just leave it as, hey, I grew up listening to or, or seeing that uh, celebrated most Sundays. Um and and I'll go to church and they they don't celebrate that. Um I don't know if that's by choice or they just that's just something that they've never done. Um but yeah, I'm I am bringing back the Advent season for me uh, and the podcast and being able to talk about this idea of the this this season that we, that leads up to the birth of Jesus. Um and there are themes each week each there's there's these four candles, they're different colors, they're lit. Um and, uh, each week to represent, uh, the, the, the things that Jesus represents when he, when he comes to, uh, to earth. So last week, as, as I said earlier, to repeat myself in case you missed out, uh, last week we talked about hope and I hope you listened to that. Da-dum. Uh, and if you didn't, please do go back and listen. Cause Hey, you can't have a complete set. Um, but this week is about peace. And, um, and again, I'm taking probably a different, um, I've taken a different path to get to what I think about when I think about peace because um, I'm different and I want to be different and I just kind of want to be out there um, to give just a little bit different. We've all heard the Christmas stories. We've all thought about the Christmas stories um, and um, nothing wrong with those. But I have just been saying, okay, God, what is it that you want me to talk about um, with with these themes? And so, that's what I've been praying and um been praying about peace a lot and what what God brought to mind for me um was the story of Mary and Martha. Um So, for those who are not familiar with that or or you're like I don't even know where you're going with this, let me tell you the story real quick. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to it's a paraphrase. It's not a direct memorization or anything like that. So, there are parts that I might get miss missed in there. That's my disclaimer. So now that I've made that disclaimer, here we go. So Jesus was coming to Mary Martha's house. And uh, this is a big deal uh, because Martha's hosting and Jesus travels with a retinue, um, an entourage, if you will. Uh, and, um, he brings his, you know, 12 to 200 closest friends. And so it's a big deal to have Jesus show up at your house. And, and especially in a culture, um, that, that Jesus would have been in, um, that Mary and Martha would have lived in is, is this culture of hospitality. And you were kind of judged by, how well you you kept your house, and how well you were able to, um, able to take care of guests, and that, by the way, is one of the one of the things um, when Jesus is uh, in his first miracle in John, the first of the signs, if you will, uh, where he turns water into wine. Um, one of the things that's at stake there is the fact that the. A person who's throwing the wedding, the the father of the groom, uh, who's supposed to be providing this great feast, has run out of, um, he's run out of, of wine. And and this is a, a, a faux pas, it's an embarrassing thing. Uh, so Mary comes to Jesus, Mary his mother, not Mary and Martha, but Mary his mother, it's going to be confusing, it's fine. Um, but anyway, um, one of the Marys, his mother in this case, comes to Jesus and says, um, they've run out of wine. And Jesus is like, well, what has that got to do with me? Um, and Mary was like, yeah, just do whatever he says. And so this, the servants do, they go do the water thing, water turned to wine. But that was one of the reasons that um, that Jesus got involved, was because there was this social stigma, embarrassment about not not – basically not having um, the wealth or the or, or the preparation or or um, just the uh, basic acumen to be able to, Provide the amounts of things that you're supposed to provide, and so so with Jesus coming to Martha's house with Mary and Martha, um, th- that's still that's still out there, in that this very much you're supposed to be hospitable, you're supposed to have enough food, you're supposed to you know take care, of your- and and then on top of that, I mean, anytime anybody comes over to your house. Um, especially esteemed guest uh, that Jesus would have been. Jesus was a friend, uh, I think, that of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And so it, it would have been less so esteemed of like, oh, this is a, a government official or something that's coming over that I don't know very well. But regardless, um, one of the things that, that you're going to want to do is clean a house. And then also you've got to cook food. And, um, and it's going to take a lot of work. And Martha was busy doing that work and And, as Jesus was speaking um, Mary had been intrigued by something uh, and and she had taken a seat at jesus's feet, which is an astounding thing as it is because Again, the Bible is way uh, in front of its time um, in giving a very prominent role of women and what they're doing in, in the Bible and, and where they're at and and how it embraces that. And so here is the story where, where Mary has kind of broken all the social norms because women would not sit at the feet of a teacher because they that was not their place. They were to be the homemakers, the homekeepers, the that was that that is what they lived for. That was their super bowl. They they wanted to put on a good home hosting show. And and so Mary um gets caught up in something that jesus says or is saying or or she just gets caught up into what jesus just being with jesus just being around jesus just just being near jesus that that she stops doing whatever job she was supposed to do Uh, and now of course her sister martha has to do twice as much and and this frustrates martha this frustrates Martha so much so that she she comes to Jesus and and she finds Mary sitting at his feet and he says Jesus I'm preparing a home and a meal and I'm work I'm doing all this stuff and and Mary is not helping. Can you tell her to help? And Jesus says Martha. You are worried about so much, so so much. Mary has there, there is, there, there is one thing that's really important, and Mary has chosen that, and I will not take it from her. And you know, we we get we get so caught up into the idea that the the point behind the story is that that Mary is a doer. You know, she's busy. Busy for Jesus. Um that that she's work at work doing things. And and she's not and and Mary is, you know, Martha's doing her things and Mary is just sitting at the feet of Jesus and we're like, oh, we should all be like Mary, just wanting to sit at the feet of Jesus. And it's not necessarily wrong with that, but I think that there's something deeper here that, that I think I want to dig into because it's more than just a story about people who are doers and people who are sitters. It's, a, it's more than a story than about people who, who, who always feel like they have to do something, that who always feel like they're, they're busy and, and people who, who are just like, ah, I'm just going to sit at Jesus' feet. Um, and, and I think what it is, is this for me. Um, and, and this is why I say, here's how it relates to peace. One of the things I've done this Advent season um, is I've taken off social media, except for Be Real, and and the stuff that my youth uh, leader uses to communicate with the whole group, but just stuff I generally don't get onto a lot. Um, I've taken my social media stuff off, so no more Facebook, no more uh, Instagram on my phone. And and it's it's been really freeing. I still get on the computer because I, you know, I've got to promote my podcast and my blog and all that kind of stuff. And I still got on Facebook every now and then just to 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 make those connections because that's my generation and that's how we connect with a lot of people, a lot of my paintball friends, all that kind of stuff. But, but as I think about this, um, this kind of social experience that I'm doing for myself, for no other than reason than I was like, I think I'm just going to do this. I think for Advent, I'm just going to not have social stuff on my phone. I'm just going to uh, when, when I, when I have that itch to open up my phone and look at my phone, I'm, I'm going to think about Advent instead. And and that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, and, and the second thing, and so with that, I've been thinking a lot about like, um, I, I was at a, a youth worship night uh, last Sunday night before uh, I, I did the podcast on hope. Um, actually, I did hope before I went to the worship night. Anyway, either, either way I was at a worship night and, and, um, uh, the guy that does the music was speaking, and he was like, "You know, uh, raise your hand if you need something from Jesus. And I think the majority of the, the the youth in the in the room raised their hand and I've just been thinking about that about what do they need from Jesus? What is it that they need? What is it they want? What do they want from Jesus and and i and i asked I asked my friend Jim, who has uh, teenagers uh, and I don't <laughs> but. I said, what, what would they say? What would they say? Um, so I've been thinking through that a lot about what our world does to our um, psyches, our minds, our hearts. Um, what it does because it, it, it takes away, it defeats, it destroys peace. Um, and it's not just about Oh yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I'm not busy. I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus. I'm not sitting at the feet of Jesus. It's, it's much deeper than that. And, and I think that, um, I I think one of the things that, um, kids, youth, I don't know, adults, parents struggle with so much these days is, is this idea of, um, just, am I, am I good enough? Am I, am I popular enough? Am I, am I hip enough? Am I, you know, am I viral enough? Am, am I, uh, do I get all the the right likes um, all of these things that we um we think through, and and I think um in a way that that has been like no other, we have suddenly this access uh into people's lives and and into people's um they get to portray themselves on Instagram and Facebook and and other social TikTok and all those things, um. And, and so we have the ability to constantly compare ourselves to, to, um, to different people and, and different lives. And I think it destroys peace because I think that um, it, it causes us to question who we are. And we, um, and, and I think it, it, I I think that it, it, it causes this, just this disconnect between how God sees us and how we see ourselves and how the world sees us. And I think that more than anything destroys peace. And this is how this relates. To bring Martha back into this, what Martha was doing was not wrong. Martha wanted to host Jesus because she loved Jesus, and and she wanted to provide for him uh, a good experience, a, a meal, a place to be with his friends, a, a respite, a, a, a respite, a a resting place, a place where they could spend time together. It wasn't wrong that she wanted to do those things, but but I imagine that there were other things that were pressing in too. Like you just you could just imagine like the pressure of oh I, you know they're gonna talk about the fact that Jesus came to my house and and all the people are gonna want to know oh which is, you know what she serve and and how was the house was it clean was it messy uh, were people taken care of did did were the is she a good host is you know what are people going to think of her and and i do think martha was thinking about i want to do this because i love jesus but in the back but i think i think it was com- competing greatly competing with her was this i need to be a good host i need to live up to the ideals of the community and the community said that if you were going to host people and if you were especially going to host somebody like like jesus who was just i mean famous at that time then you needed to be at the top of your game and and Martha was at the end of her rope in, in some of this just, I'm so busy I'm so busy trying to prove God that I love you that or or I'm so busy God I'm so busy trying to prove to the people that I'm a good host and And then you have Mary, who just says god i I just want to spend time with you, and there's a lesson there, and we'll come back to that but here's here's what God I guess has been just working on my heart and speaking to me, and he just he brought it to mind this morning, and I was thinking about what I wanted to say and i and i and I feel for Martha because I think that. Um, I think we go through some of the same things. We don't like to admit that, but but I don't like to admit that, but I think for Martha she was she was putting some of her like this is how i show god this is how i show how good of a a, a host i am of how good of a traditional jew i am that i got to meet all the requirements and i've got to have all the, the right food and i've got to i've got i've got i've got to do because i i think we all just stay in this we all just live it's not new i think it was in jesus day i think it's today i think it was we all live in this constant state of of uh, we can all live we sometimes do all live in this human state of insecurity that that if if we were to pull back the curtain if we were to take off the mask if we were to really say how we felt and who we were and 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 what that that people would be less than impressed that God would be less than impressed, that God would reject us, that God would say, if we say, God, if you only knew, if you only knew the thoughts I've had, the ways I've failed, the ways I've messed up. God, if you only knew If you only knew how close I've gotten to just not even believing in you, the doubts that have racked my mind, God, if you, if, if people knew that I was, that I failed, that I messed up, that I, that I was, that I broke I was that I'm broken that I'm not as put together as I present myself that I'm not as smart as I say I am that I'm not as as godly as people see me that I'm not as 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 I'm just not the people, the, the way that people think that I am, that, that I don't live up to the expectations, I can't meet the expectations, that I fall short of those so much of my life that I try so hard not to do that because I, I'm i so afraid of disappointing people. I'm so afraid of, of what people might think of you, God, when if they found out that I wasn't who I said I was or who I portrayed myself as, if, if they found out, if they knew that I wasn't able to take care of. I wasn't able to do what I was supposed to do. And maybe you've had some of those same thoughts. I mean, it's been a year for me. Uh, some some pretty up and down with things. Just with work and... Um, my calling and, and what it is to follow God. I mean one of the reasons I, I even started the podcast is that I was looking for a way just to have an outlet to, to to use my gifts of creativity and speaking and 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 reading God's word and speaking about speaking truth out of God's word. I was just looking for that and 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 this is what the podcast became for me because I I was like I, God I, I want I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't know what you're doing. Like it, it it's it's in those moments where where we're like, God, am I am I in the right place that it's hard to have peace? It's hard to have peace when when you wonder if you're even doing what God wants you to be doing. It's hard to have peace when You wonder if you you missed something. If you made some mistake, or you yeah you it's hard to have peace if you're like I I don't think my faith is strong enough. I don't think my I don't I don't think I I'm brave enough. Or I, I I I I I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I failed. I missed the mark. I don't deserve your love. It's hard to have peace when we wonder why God loves us at all. It's hard to have peace. And we're not sure how it's all gonna work out. Maybe that's that's the way you feel right now. Maybe you you never listened to this podcast, maybe you've been listening for the whole time and you saw peace and you thought, Yeah, great. Another podcast about how I'm supposed to have peace and how I'm failing at that too and the turmoil in your soul just twist and twist and twist and and you're like I don't know how to have peace if that's you can I give you some encouragement because this is what God's taught me Not everything is going to work out like you think it will, not everything will go your way and things that you were so sure of, you'll one day question very likely again and again and again, but one thing you can't question, one thing you shouldn't question. Is does God love me, just as I am? I think you can. I mean, you can ask that question, but here's here's the deal. What I love about God and what I know about God is this: is that that when you were far away from God. When you were distant, when you were an enemy, when God, when there was nothing redeemable about you, nothing you could do, nothing you could say, no talents, no money, no anything else, God saw you and was like, I love that one. I love that one. And, and, and if the, the, any angels were like, wow, God, why that one? And he would say, that's my, that's my child. That's my kid. I love that one. And I would say, God, you know how messed up they're going to be? How messed up they are? How messed up they'll be in the future? He's like, yeah, I love them. to me that's the message of peace is to know that that this world is so full of striving and and trying and and failing and and not being as good as you thought you were, not being as smart as you thought you were, not being as strong as you thought you were, not not being able to hear or understand or think or or know or have the faith or the courage that you thought you would. One day waking up with the realization that that you don't know that love that feeling anymore because you you've drifted away, you've been busy. You you've you filled you filled your life with things that you thought God wanted you to do and you didn't just sit with him. You thought, why would God just want to sit with me? Why why would God just want to spend time with me? There's nothing special about me. There's nothing great about me. I'm just me. And and God's like, ah oh, I know. You are you. I love you. Have peace. Be still. Trust. Believe. This season can be so hard. The season can be so hard. Because we 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 know, guess we guess you just know, oh, this is how it should be. This is what we're supposed to, we're celebrating. Be more joyful, being more in the Christmas spirit. If you're finding it hard to do that this year, or you have in the past, I encourage you to know this. God loves you so much. God loves you so much. Martha was not doing things wrong, but her life had no peace. Mary had found the better thing. Can I challenge you this this season to think about peace? We're so busy with with things on our phones that that we have no time for silence that we have no time for reflection that we would we're afraid of that i challenge you to find some some time just to 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 spend with jesus to find some peace to to find some rest to purposely say god i'm going to stop and just just be I just wanna be, I just wanna be around you. It's hard sometimes because we don't love who we are. So it's hard for us to imagine that, that God would love us, but he does. But he does. Peace, peace he brings because he brings us love and he brings us grace. Ah, oh, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Ah. Oh. I'm not as good as I, I portray myself. I'm not as smart. I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't do all the things I should do. I don't, I have, I fall, I fail. And again and again, I'm caught by Jesus's grace, God's grace, God's kindness. I, I think sometimes we don't have peace because we're worried. That we are we owe <laughs> that we that that we've messed up, that we that we have a pay we have a price to pay, and we haven't paid that price, and so we worry about that, and we have no peace about that because we can't accept grace, and yet God says, "Oh no, I give you grace, I set you free, I give you freedom, not freedom, so that you can just do whatever you want, but no, grace. To set you free from the worry, from the guilt, from the condemnation, to give you peace. If you're in the Advent season this year and you just don't have that peace, find some time to spend with Jesus. Find some time to spend with people who who spend time with Jesus and talk about it. Think about it. Pray about it. God, how can I have peace? There's nothing wrong with doing. In fact, God calls us. He's got things for us to do. But when doing replaces the resting, the sitting, when it replaces just saying, God, I just I just need to spend time with you. I just need to rest in you. And and in that time, allowing God to speak into our lives and say, this is who you are. You're my beloved child. We can't skip that. We must not. We must find ways. We must build it into our lives that we will take time to set and just be with God, be with Jesus what he wants it's pretty amazing you know it's pretty amazing that he's like I want to know you whoever is listening he wants to know you and and to be known by you and to, to bring all the joy and the celebration of a relationship that that is and so this season if you say I have no peace challenge you to spend time getting to know the king of peace, the prince of peace, the priest of peace, that is Jesus, who comes and quiets the storms of our lives and our hearts, who knows us more than we know ourselves, deeper than we really understand ourselves. And yet, still loves us. And Officer Smush offers us his mercy and his grace. I hope that you find some peace this Advent season. Some quiet to be like Mary and just sit at the feet of Jesus. To quiet your Martha tendencies and just sit and just get to know the Savior. Thank you guys for listening. Again, if you have questions, thoughts, you can always email at theunbrokenground at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook at Facebook forward slash theunbrokenground. Find some time this week to be with Jesus. Hope you have a blessed week, friends.